Hey fantasy freaks, this is your leader Christian Michael, another episode. Um, today is Thursday, which means we got Thursday night football, it's September 4th. Um, tonight we have Indianapolis Colts against the New England Patriots. Uh, just a few notes about the game. Colts are down a few receivers. Um, T.Y. Hilton is out. He pulled a hamstring last Sunday and just not enough time to recover. He'll probably be good for the next week, but he is officially out as well as Jack Doyle and Marlon Mack. Um, So tonight uh, I look for really on offense. There's only two players that are worth starting on the Colts side. Um, I think Eric Ebron is a good start. Um, Well, I should say three players because I think Naheem Hines is a good start too. Um, And then Ryan Grant. Um, Those are going to be the three featured guys tonight. Um, Look for Robert Turbin um, to take over that role in the backfield and for uh, Naheem Hines to be the pass catcher uh, going forward. He's a really good PPR running back and he's a He's a decent standard running back just because he's getting so much work. But look for Robert Turbin to take over the first and second down roll uh, there. I think he's coming off of a PED suspension. Uh, I don't know if he'll play tonight or next week. But um, Jordan Wilkins and Marlon Mack are just not getting it done. Naheem Hines is a – he's definitely I, – I don't think – it. It doesn't matter who starts as the running back. Naheem Hines will get his work because he's solidified as kind of like that Chris Thompson role in Washington um, where he's just the third down. And uh, when they go into no huddle and shotgun situations, he's always on the field. And Andrew Luck has thrown more passes than anybody in the NFL this year. I think he had 60 attempts last week. Guys, the thing about Andrew Luck is they showed us week two when they needed to throw a long bomb for a Hail Mary, they brought in Jacoby Brissett because they're still so worried about Andrew Luck's shoulder. So that tells you everything you need to know, and that might explain why T.Y. Hilton hasn't had quite the year that we've wanted him to have um, because he's a deep threat. That short route, little slant, little hook route stuff is going to Ryan Grant, which I think he's going to have a monster game tonight. Um, So those are the three that I would start from the Colts. Um, But if you have better options, um, I would probably still stay away from Eric Ebron. I think he'll probably have a touchdown tonight, but I'm guessing he'll have about four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. So probably about 10 points, which is good in this landscape of tight ends that has just been so garbage, so garbage lately, so disappointing. But um, let's go on the other side of the ball. Uh, I think this is a game. I, I really do. I think this is a game where you can start both Patriots running backs, Sony Michelle and James White. Um, it's kind of remained to be seen if Sony Michelle is going to take over that, that uh, kind of like I was just talking about the Naheem Hines, Chris Thompson role. That's James White's role. Uh, He's been really good, especially in PPR. Um, But he's that shotgun, no huddle, third down type guy. Um, And Sony Michelle, he can catch the ball. And 
they put him on screens. They, he touched the ball 25 times last game. I look for that to happen again tonight. Um, I honestly, I think the game is going to go one way. I think the Patriots are going to find their rhythm. Um, and I think they're going to smoke the Colts. The, the thing is, like, all you have to do is stop three players on the Colts. I mean, what? Are you going to get killed by Zach Pascal? No. Are you going to get killed by Chester Rogers? No. So, really, you really only need to guard the tight end position, and that's their backup tight end, Eric Ebron. He's athletic, but there's a reason he was cut from Detroit. He's not a great player. Um, I think he'll have a decent night, but here's the deal. You just guard Ryan Grant in the slot and make sure that nobody gets over the top, which none of those guys are world beaters. It's not going to happen. And then uh, make sure Naheem Hines doesn't have a crazy night out of the backfield, but I feel confident. I would put... 100 bucks down right now that that the Patriots will cover the spread. I know they're favored, but they'll cover. Um, Sony Michelle is going to get his touches. I'm really looking forward to seeing if Josh Gordon has kind of got a hang of this offense. We saw last week, I think he had three catches. Um, nothing impressive, but it's better than nothing. It's better than you know what Ocho Cinco did when he went over there where he just couldn't even figure out the offense. Couldn't even see the field. So um, I look forward to seeing if Josh Gordon is going to get a grasp of this offense. Um, Rob Gronkowski, not sure quite how his health is, but Brady hasn't really been looking for him this year. Um, tonight we get Julian Edelman back, which is going to be really cool to see. Um, Chris Hogan, drop him. I drafted this guy high, thinking that, okay, the Patriots don't have anybody except Corderell Patterson um, and Gronk. So, um, obviously, with their addition of of Gordon and them getting Edelman back, Hogan's going to be phased out. Um, He's been doing the slot role, so there is the possibility that they move him back out wide, but I don't see... Um, him beating out Josh Gordon. It's just, he's just too talented physically, and Belichick finds uh, ways for those guys to get the ball. So I look for Gordon to have a big night tonight. I'm not going to start him uh, because he's questionable with a hamstring injury, and he's still grasping that offense. So I'm not going to start him, but I really look forward to seeing you know if maybe I can start him next week to see if he's grasped on this offense. So that's going to be exciting, and um, I really look forward to, like, like I said, start both James White and Sony Michelle unless you have a better option and then I would just start Sony Michelle. Um, I'm looking for him to have about a 17 point game you know somewhere around I'd say 80 yards and um, a touchdown and maybe 20 out of uh, uh, 20 out of the catching roll there I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of third down work because of James White but he's definitely going to they're going to set him up with some screens and they're going to try to get him in some space cuz he's a dynamic athlete and um Belichick is um, you know he knows how to get those guys the ball especially when Gronk's struggling it's really weird so many people drafted him really high thinking that um you know they don't have anybody over there so he's going to dominate and he just really looks like he's on the backside of his career um kind of dropping off in a way kind of like um uh Dallas what was his name he was a tight end for 
the Colts. It was Peyton Manning's um, tight end. I can't remember his name. It was definitely his name was definitely Dallas was his first name, but um, kind of like a Antonio Gates, kind of um, like a Julius Thomas, somebody where they just drop off and you're like, wow, um, I would way rather have Travis Kelsey than Gronk, which is crazy to say because they're similar in age, but Kelsey is just, he's in a better offense with, you know, he's got better chemistry with his quarterback and he's got more fire. Gronk seems to be losing it. I don't know if it's this Hollywood thing because he's a big deal. Like he's like a Nickelodeon big deal. He's like, he does a show. I don't know if you guys have seen the show Ridiculousness with Rob Deerdick. He does like a Nickelodeon version of that. Um, where he shows clips and he's just this big goofy silly guy and that's Gronk that's just who he is Um, but I I don't know there's been mentionings that he could get into WWE which he would be so good at I mean he would be perfect in the WWE kind of the reverse Dwayne the Rock Johnson where instead of going from you know right to wrestling you go and play professional football for a while and then go and do wrestling Um, because we all know The Rock wasn't a very good professional football player anyway kind of got off on a tangent there but um, that's all the guys I would start from there I wouldn't if you have better options don't don't start um, Josh Gordon tonight definitely start Patriots backfield start Brady uh, I'm iffy on luck. I think he'll be okay fantasy-wise, but I'm starting the Patriots' defense tonight just because um, I don't... Belichick is going to be able to game plan against this. They don't have, you know, their two big options in Doyle and Hilton. I think um, Belichick will be able to rein in this offense, even though they're not a very... Um, they're not a very talented defense so far. Um, Belichick is... You know, we always are talking about the demise of the Patriots and how they are eventually going to fall apart and this dynasty is going to go away and, you know, chemistry issues and all this kind of stuff. And it's been going on for years and years and years, and they have figured it out, and they continue to win championships and put up big-time points and big-time fantasy uh, values. So don't write off the Patriots. They take a couple of games, you know, to get going they have a different team every year. They're not one of these teams that um, kind of s- stays with the times. They they switch with everything. I mean, they get rid of players before uh, they hit their be- before they're out of their prime. Uh, Belichick's very good at saying that. Um, so I look for the Patriots to kick some ass tonight, even though I'm not a huge fan of the team. Um, definitely am looking forward to this Sunday. There's going to be a lot of good matchups. Um, uh, Panthers coming off a bye is really interesting with me because uh, I really want to see what is the deal with Christian McCaffrey. Is this a normal thing for him to get 200 you know, rushing yards? I think he was just short. I think he had 196. But is this going to be a thing going forward? Is this the Panther, uh, Panthers' identity? Um, to be a ground and pound team because that's when they're their best. But you wouldn't think that with CMC, he's kind of more of a pass catcher out of the backfield. But he's put on a lot of weight in the off season, and um, 
that's when they're their best. When they had D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, that's when they were their best. They were just pounding the rock, and then it frees up Cam um, to do some play action and run himself. So I'm very interested in that. I'm also interested in the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to see what their deal is. Is chemistry off? Uh James Conner, are you going to fizzle out this way? Um, Le'Veon Bell said he's going to return in week seven. Conner has been a bust the last two weeks. I have him in one of my leagues, and he was awesome the first couple weeks. And then he's just been kind of garbage since. I know that they are mostly just passing, but he's getting a lot of targets and a lot of touches, and he needs to perform, especially um, with Le'Veon coming back. I mean, he loses all of his value when, once Le'Veon's back. Um, and I, I look for Le'Veon to come back, and I hope that he just remains the badass that he is, and he just goes right into the lineup and makes that team better. Um, but I have, I have an inkling that it's going to get ugly. Uh, I think he's going to report for Week Seven, which is their bye. But I think that there's a possibility that he just reports and then sits out. If that makes sense, um, you know he doesn't. He he definitely wants a long-term contract, and they need to figure it out or trade him. I I I find it really laughable when people are, especially Pittsburgh Steelers fans, that are so frustrated with Le'Veon Bell. Guys, he's been franchised year after year after year, and strung along and been the best back easily in football. Um, I know you could make an argument right now that Todd Gurley is better than him, but there's no running back that makes his offensive line look better than Le'Veon. Um, something that he is unique to is his patience, and I know that's um, kind of overrated in the NFL because speed um, is so important, but the thing is, the thing that's great about Le'Veon that he does, he can burst quicker than any other back, and he knows how to set up a block. Um, and a lot of people who have not played football or do not watch film closely don't understand that um, setting up a block in in these zone read um, offenses is such a huge deal. What he does is a lot of times you see him with his um, hand on the back of DeCastro or um, Villanueva, one of his tackles or guards, he's waiting for them to get to the next level and hit the linebackers, and then he's going, and he puts his foot in the ground and goes. And most backs, what they do is they have, you know, an A gap or a B gap that they need to hit, and they take a pause, and they hit the hole at the same speed, and they make their cuts and jukes and whatnot, but they're just expecting for the linemen to do their job and hit the right blocks, but they're not helping their linemen, if that makes sense. Le'Veon is literally, he puts his hand on the shoulders or the hips of his linemen and almost directs them in a way. It's just really unique. I've seen it before in some backs, um, but nobody has done it the way Le'Veon has done it. And he's just, he's 
deserves to be paid like the best back in football. And I'm, you know, 20 something million dollars is not pennies. But this guy knows he's going to get one more contract. I mean, the running back position, once you hit 30, you're basically damaged goods. And he's trying to get his last payday. And if he doesn't get it, then, you know, he tried. But he wants to get that last paycheck. And he wants commitment from a team, which makes sense, guys. Look at um, Earl Thomas last week. This guy has begged to be traded, uh, begged to be released. He just wants he wants somebody to commit in him. And he's... You know, he's paid as a top five safety, but he's not paid as one of the top two or three safeties, which is what he is. That's the performance, you know, shows. He has three picks on the season, even though his season's over, because he broke his ankle. The dude balls out, but um, he had a really serious injury and came back from it and said, listen, guys, I need security. I need to know that you're not going to cut me after something happens. I need security when it comes to my contract and my family. I don't want to be franchise tagged and I don't want to be on a one-year deal. I want a two- or a three-year deal. So I understand where Le'Veon's coming from. And guys, the running back, like any, unlike any other position, holding out is not a bad thing. The wear on tear on your body is tremendous. And the reason why a lot of these backs fizzle out so fast is because they're they're pounding excuse me, pounded into the ground um, and they fizzle out in like five years. And so Le'Veon holding out is not bad for him as an individual player. Um, and if he, if his goal is to not win a Super Bowl, if his goal is truly to get paid and to rap or whatever he wants to do, then um, maybe he goes to the Jets and that's how his career goes. And you never know with Sam Darnold um, and Le'Veon going at the end of his career. You never know. That could be a decent option. That's really the only team that's inquired about trading for him. But I think that it's going to be really interesting to watch um, anyway. And um, another one more note with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Antonio Brown doesn't seem happy. I think we've seen kind of... I know Big Ben loves loves AB. That's his guy. But we've seen with the target amount that Juju is not equally talented. Um, that's stupid to say. But he was gifted with a lot of athletic traits that Antonio wasn't. Uh, Antonio's a great receiver. But he lacks size and, um, you know, God-given things he worked for everything that he's he's had he uh, juju was given a lot of things um you know by his parents uh and while antonio had a badass dad in the arena football league um he's just a smaller guy and he's he has speed but he doesn't have uh, tyreek hill speed so i really look forward to to see how pittsburgh does another thing aside from fantasy football i look forward to seeing got like like what's up with the vikings are they gonna they're one two and one are they gonna win if not if they end up one three and one oh man that's gonna be ugly um 
I also am looking at the Bills. I, I want to see if Shady, um, LaShawn McCoy, if he's if he's done, if his career is over because he's been so disappointing. Um, a couple of other notes. Uh, Chargers, uh, I think Melvin Gordon is a total stud. Eckler, his backup is as well. Um, I look for Phillip Rivers to have a huge game. Um, I want to see if this Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams... Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates situation. Um, if this is going to evolve at all, it's been really weird. Like Keenan Allen is a top five receiver in the NFL and he's not being targeted like he used to. Uh, I don't know if it's Phillip Rivers. The thing is, Mike Williams is a total stud. He's huge. He's like 6'4", 220. And, um, I think Phillip is like, is this my new target? Uh, Keenan Allen's hurt a lot. Tyrell Williams is dropping the ball a lot. Um, Antonio Gates is not what he used to be. So, I, you know, the, the really only guys who have been reliable on that offense have been Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. Um, Mike Williams has been okay, but he was a dud last week. He scored one point last week. So, um, I look forward to seeing if Keenan Allen's going to get more work or if Mike Williams is going to take over there. Um, I also am looking at the Raiders. Uh, Marshawn, is he going to continue this where he's scoring double digits? Or um, is Doug Martin and Jalen Richard going to get more work? Is Amari Cooper, Amari Pooper as I call him because he's been awful, um, is he going to have a good week like he did last week? Last week was awesome, but the thing is nobody started him because he was so awful weeks one through three. And Jordy Nelson was outperforming him. Jared Cook was outperforming him. Um, so what is the deal with Amari? He's the number one receiver in that offense, and he needs to act like it. Like, dude drops the ball more than anybody in the league, but the guy's so talented. He's a better version of Calvin Ridley which is crazy to say because Calvin's been killing it I mean I think he's had five touchdowns in two games and the fact that Julio Jones can't even reach the end zone I mean that speaks volumes of Calvin Ridley Um, but Amari Cooper was more heralded coming out of Alabama Um, he's a great route runner he's got a perfect body um, for that role but there's something in his head I know he played all year on an injured leg, but this year he's healthy and he's not producing. So I don't know what the deal is if if there's you know some issue with John, uh, John Gruden there, which is very possible. I know a lot of people were upset when Khalil Mack was um, not signed by the team because obviously, I mean, guy could have five bad games and he'd still be the defensive player of the year so far. Just because he's had like a freaking strip sack and like I think three I think he's had three strip sacks and he's has a touchdown and a pick. Dude is an animal. So uh I hope that things aren't falling apart in Oakland because there's a lot of good fantasy options. But um we'll see. Alright, so lastly, uh before this Thursday night game, I want to go to my matchup of the week. Um, which is going to be super fun. It's what most people think is the best offense in football versus what most people think is the best defense in football. So 
we've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Funny, I was on uh, Bleacher Report today, and one of the first videos that pops up uh, says Jalen Ramsey's talking noise about Tyreek Hill. Um, so I click on the video, and basically Ramsey, dude, first of all, this guy just shit talks uh, like crazy. He tries to get in people's heads. But he called Tyreek Hill a return specialist. He says, I was an all-pro um, as a corner while Tyreek Hill was an all-pro as a returner. Um, so he's good as a return specialist, but this isn't a wide receiver against a corner matchup, which is ridiculous. Guy's been a super amazing receiver this year. Like, so dynamic. Yeah, he's a great returner, but he's not Tavon Austin. That's not his only role. So... Uh, I I really look for Tyreek Hill to um, respond. He's kind of a quiet guy, but his play does the talking. And I look for him to get over the top of everybody, Boye and Ramsey. And really, uh, Pat Mahomes have just been killing it. I was, I was kind of skeptical because I didn't wa- watch a ton of Kansas City tape, but... I mean, last Monday night showed us, like, even if he doesn't have a great game, he's he's a great player, and he's going to do great. He's not Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a good good quarterback. He's got the Redskins off to a nice start, but we see why Andy Reid moved on from Alex Smith because they had Mahomes. There's a reason why they took him this high in the draft. I think they took him at number eight in the draft because he's got a gun out of this world, and then he's got that little Brett Favre trait where he's throwing it left-handed and he's got the spark and sometimes it's just that it factor guys um could there be anybody more opposite pat mahomes than marcus mariota where he just has no juice uh no teammates can just get jacked that that guy's leading them because he's quiet he's passive and i know that's just his personality he's a humble hawaiian but in this day and age, man, when you got a hip-hop sort of uh, culture in the locker room, you can't be the quiet guy in the corner if you're going to be the leader of a team. So um, I just... Mahomes out there is just a gunslinger, and with his weapons, they're the best offense in the NFL. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL um, if you've listened to me before, that's clearly the Rams, in my opinion. I think they're kind of a shoe-in to go go to at least the NFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl. Um, if they can stay healthy, their defense is just so stacked. I still think right now the Jags are a better defense because they're more healthy. But um, once Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters are back at the corner positions, they are the best defense in football. I know um, Kirk Cousins kind of shredded them the other night, but Vikings have a great offense and great receivers. So um, I look forward to this weekend. Uh, I hope you guys have kind of figured out your teams by now. Um, Some advice I'd give you right now is if your team four weeks in, um, you know, we're going to week five. If your team is garbage right now, Don't wait it out. After this week, you need to make trades or some significant lineup changes. Um, There's 
there's it's okay to wait on your team if it's week two or three um especially if you've got injuries or like if Edelman was key to your lineup if he was one of your receivers I understand that but if your team's garbage like one of my leagues I'm one and three right now uh, made a couple of trades and stuff but my best players are Michael Thomas Christian McCaffrey and Marshawn Lynch um, and I know that that's not gonna do it that's the reason why I'm one and three uh, I made some trades but I need to find out something. So I have Aaron Jones on my bench, and I think that he um, will emerge as well as I also have on Johnson. I think he will emerge. That's okay. Like, I don't mind being one and three when I have running backs waiting to take over the role. Um, I know people are similar, uh, people who have Royce Freeman as their running back too. Um, I think that will eventually, the keys will be, um, given to Freeman, even though Philip Lindsay's a stud, I think it'll be more Royce Freeman, the one and uh, first and second down stuff, and I think Lindsay will just come in for third down work. But um, I'm okay with you sitting on your lineup if it's a situation like that. But if you're in a situation where you are 0 and 4 or 1 and 3, and your team doesn't show any promise or any hope, you need to do something about it. You got to scratch and claw your way to the playoffs because anything can happen in the playoffs. But don't be that team that doesn't make any trades when there's possibilities and you just, you know, end up in last place or missing the playoffs because we all know that's no fun. Um, you want to be there for the playoffs. Anyway, um, I'm going to do another post uh, probably on Monday after the Monday night game. So um, enjoy football tonight and I'll see you next time.